edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Politics, life, entertainment. Politics, life, entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that believes this is the start of a beautiful 15-minute relationship. Greetings, I'm Andrew Halcrow, your interpreter for this podcast. With me, as always, is my main man, Mr. Van Sanders. Mr. Sanders, woe curio in a plot farm taken. Lay uh, main perception and uh, actual phone dander could fruitate, even uh, given platypical. If an oven laid yodelers, how, uh, how come this medical apostrophe retained? Wiser words were never spoken, my friend. As always, I'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their platform and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this program are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Today on With All Due Respect, a trifecta, a triple threat, a wham-bam, green eggs and ham. Today, we feature politics, life, and entertainment. In politics, new polling data is on the street, and we look under the hood of Governor Mike Dunleavy's current approval ratings and analyze a potential matchup next year between Governor Dunleavy and former Governor Bill Walker. In life, we offer you our first hospitality review. My 13-year-old grandson spent last week visiting and... He's going to offer up a Yelp review of his stay. In entertainment, we introduce you to the summer's hottest subgenre in music and why it should be on your summer playlist. And finally, in closing comments, last episode I dropped a quote. This episode, we dive deeper into that quote and we surface with a fashion review from the podcast's own fashionista. All of this in under 15 minutes. So let's talk some politics. Politics. And now, for some politics. This week, fresh public opinion polling data was released on Governor Mike Dunleavy, his current favorability ratings, as well as polling on a potential head-to-head matchup with former Governor Bill Walker. Now, the word on the street is getting louder and louder that Walker will enter the race soon, so this polling data is incredibly timely. First, let's start with Governor Mike Dunleavy's approval ratings. When Governor Mike Dunleavy was elected in November of 2018, his approval sat at 57%. He eventually won the election by a margin of 7 points, 51-44 over Mark Peggage. Today, three years into his term, Dunleavy's approval sits at 44%, down 13 points from when he was elected. This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Governor Dunleavy's term has been dogged by incompetence, inaction, a host of serious ethical lapses, and an attempted recall. In fact, the only thing that saved Dunleavy from being recalled was the pandemic. If there was no COVID, there would be no Governor Dunleavy. Today, Lieutenant Governor Kevin Meyer would be the governor. If we look ahead to next year, when Dunleavy will stand for re-election, the clear frontrunner to oppose him is former Governor Bill Walker. It has been well known that former Governor Walker has been meeting with community and business leaders to gauge support. The rumblings are Walker is close to announcing his candidacy, quite possibly by August 1st. So, what does a head-to-head matchup look like today between Walker and Dunleavy? A head-to-head matchup between Governor Dunleavy and former Governor Walker today, according to the most recent poll results, is a statistical tie. 
While Dunleavy holds a three-point advantage, 47-44, it's well within the margin of error, and there is still 9% of voters who are undecided. Now, let me make this perfectly clear. This poll being 15 months before voters cast a single ballot is nothing more than a snapshot in time. Nothing more, nothing less. But the key takeaway isn't necessarily the horse race question. The key takeaway is that in his third year as governor in a deep red state that he won by seven points, Governor Mike Dunleavy is in a statistical tie with a hypothetical opponent. The reality is Dunleavy has failed to build on his base. In fact, he's alienated some of his 2018 supporters, two of them, prominent ones, who turned around and started the recall campaign. Dunleavy was a candidate who got elected saying he could do it all, right? Big dividends, a balanced budget, a growing economy. But after three years in office, his scorecard is brutal. There is no dividend for the first time in almost 40 years. The state budget remains out of balance with a depleted savings account. The state's economy was just given the grade of F by CNBC. Rural Alaskans are facing the first winter in decades without power cost equalization, a program that has been recognized for 20 years. Ladies and gentlemen, 20 years. This program has been honored by each of the past five governors, Republicans, Democrats, and Independents, all of them. That is until 2019, when Governor Dunleavy directed his Attorney General, Hansie McCreepy, to create a legal straw man article that simply has put the lives of rural Alaskans at risk. That's all it's done. In fact, if the governor was really serious about taking care of rural Alaska, he could have let the funding gone through and then addressed any legal outstanding issues later. But this is his attempt to sow chaos. Governor Dunleavy has failed in every category, from leadership to morals to basic human decency. In just this week, it was discovered that an assistant attorney general in the Dunleavy administration was found to be a supporter of a white extremist group who has posted a series of racist, anti-Semitic, and homophobic messages on social media. So just to recap, the governor's first two attorney generals were sexual predators, and now his assistant attorney general turns out to be a white nationalist. Now, very important point here to note. This particular individual was hired in 2012, which means he worked under Parnell and Walker. But this is about a pattern of behavior over the last three years. This is about a pattern of morally objectable and offensive behavior over the last three years. Clearly, there is an environment where people feel like this is tolerated. So, what should former Governor Bill Walker's plan be? Walker needs to get into the race now and provide Alaskans with an alternative voice because we really need one. Currently, voters from all areas are more concerned with losing what they have instead of having a shared view of the future. Does anybody honestly believe the people in rural Alaska are concerned with anything more than their mere survival in their winter energy bills? Bill Walker needs to show Alaskans that this is not a zero-sum game. It never has been. Yes, we can have a growing dividend. Yes, we can have communities that thrive. Yes, we can have a vibrant economy. But you cannot have those without vision, leadership, and a governor who actually cares about governing, who actually cares about Alaskans. Bill Walker needs to put together a vision for Alaskans' future to show intelligence, leadership, and morals do matter because they do. How do we improve public health, education, infrastructure? How do we improve the economy? Because the economy drives our capacity to invest in ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, as it sits 15 months out, Governor Mike Dunleavy is a vulnerable incumbent. After three years of having the stage to leave this state forward and fulfill all of his campaign promises, he is in a statistical tie with a hypothetical opponent. Dunleavy is weak. He is vulnerable. And I don't believe things are going to get better for him in the next few months. And I think the guy starts acting crazier. Just my opinion. 
The time for former Governor Bill Walker to step forward is now. Alaskans are ready for an alternative solution to the ham-handed failure that's been Mike Dunleavy. And just to close on this point, and this is very important, two years ago when Governor Mike Dunleavy slashed funding saying the state couldn't afford niceties like education, transportation, and community support, the same funding cuts that spurred the recall effort, the price of oil was at $66 per barrel. Today, the price of oil sits at $68 per barrel. Nothing has changed, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing has changed except the economy, our communities, and our institutions are all weaker. Nothing has changed except we're pumping less oil and spending more savings. Nothing has changed even with all of the pain that Dunleavy has caused around the state. We need a voice with reason and hope. We need a voice to show Alaskans our best days are still ahead. So, to former Governor Bill Walker, I say, with all due respect, it's time to dance. And now, Let's talk about life. Let's talk about life. All right, let's talk some life. Recently, my 13-year-old grandson, Wyatt, came to stay with me. So in a new segment, my man Wyatt will offer up a Yelp review on his week-long stay at Casa Podcasta. This is my Yelp review at my grandpa's place. Uh, bed and service was good. You can't um, stay in the in the room you're assigned to for like five seconds without them barging in and giving you like a cookie or something. Amazing. Uh, we went to Spinar's one time, their calamari and mac and cheese, that was good. Uh, we went to my Nana's, who lives, like, right beside from his house, um, for dinner, that was good as well. Steak, good. Potatoes, good. Salad. We went to Best Buy, got some electronics for me and my sisters, and, um, yeah. Overall, um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, 10 out of 10 would stay again. And now... Today in Entertainment, we talk music for the first time in 23 podcasts. We are going to introduce you to a new music vibe sweeping the UK and the United States. Ama Piano is a South African subgenre with elements based in jazz and lounge music. Born in the townships of South Africa in the mid-2000s, this music has been described as sexy, hypnotic, with blooming rhythms and a 90s-era bass line. Side note, this podcast has also been referred to as sexy, hypnotic, with blooming rhythms, and a 90s-era baseline. Once again, the music is called Ama Piano. I personally would suggest an existing playlist on Spotify called Ama Piano Mix 2021. Look, it's a great vibe and perfect for your summer playlist. In closing comments, I intended to provide context to a quote I dropped last episode, but what it turned into was a teachable fashion moment that I had to rely on my personal expert. Last week, I quoted Alan Carr, a noted playwright and stage manager who said, you should never meet your heroes. Carr's quote came after a much-anticipated meeting with actor Paul Newman. According to Carr, Newman turned up in shell suit bottoms, slippers, and a jumper. He was just so worn out and old, he wanted to go home. Now, what struck me in this entire sentence was shell suit bottoms. Let me repeat that. Shell suit bottoms. Anyone who came of age in the 80s or 90s might remember what a shell suit was. If you don't remember what a shell suit was, yo van, hit me up one time with a definition. Indeed, the shell suit, a descendant of the tracksuit. 
The shell suit, which arrived in the late 80s, was popular with the hip-hop and breakdancing scene of the era. They were manufactured from a mix of cellulose, triacetate, and polyester, making them shiny on the outside with distinctive combinations of colors. Just think a polyester tracksuit on acid. Ten years ago, it was officially named the worst fashion item by a study carried out by a popular online retailer. So, in order to get a true fashion opinion on the shell suit, we asked our resident fashionista and friend of the podcast, Maya Nolan Partnow, for three words. That's all we asked for was three words from her fashion expertise on the shell suit trend of the 1990s. And ladies and gentlemen, her response did not disappoint. Why, God, why? So there you have it. If you owned a shell suit in the 1990s and your name was not Sinbad the Comedian, you owe the rest of us an apology, and it better be sincere. There is the music, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Please join us next episode when we will dive into the polling data on Alaska's 2022 U.S. Senate race. Remember, new podcasts are up Monday and Thursday. You can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, or you can always find us on the Anchorage Daily News website. Dan, yo, how about throwing us your website? Yeah, if you visit abodabobrand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com, you can see a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. That is our time, ladies and gentlemen, and we thank you for yours.